This is Dave Rubenstein, uh, Editor-in-Chief of SD Times. We're here with the What the Dev podcast, but uh, as Christina has pointed out, because we're at the DevOps show, we're commandeering it and calling it What the DevOps. And uh, joining us today is uh, Lance Knight from uh, ConnectAll, Vice President of something. So I'm the uh, SPP GM of ConnectAll, Connect which yeah. is, of course, an Arasi company. It is, yes. yes. Yep. And also with me, Christina Cardozo, our news editor at SD Times. And uh, so we've been talking uh, with Lance recently about uh, a very interesting uh, uh, premise he put forward, which is uh, what exactly does value stream have to do with agile software development? And at first, it starts out, it seems that it has absolutely nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. But why don't you uh, And it, it kind of still says, it still kind of stays that it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. But there's a little more to that story, right? Okay. So when you look at smaller batch sizes and names and means of, of Agile, our hypothesis is that you can't really get the goals of those things without effective value stream management and value stream optimization. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not integrating and connecting things and removing waste through that process, I, I'm going to hit bottlenecks. And those bottlenecks are going to stop me from achieving those goals. And that's why uh, we put a big talk together on it. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, you know, value streams are around forever, right? I mean, it came up with the Toyota production system mm-hmm. uh, back in the 50s, um, a part of Six Sigma, Lean, all of those different mm-hmm. things, and mapping the value stream and so mm-hmm. on. But... It really doesn't have much to do with Agile. It will support Agile unless you get the value out of Agile you're looking for, but it doesn't have much to do with it. Right. It's kind of interesting when you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Do you think people are now catching on to uh, the fact that you know a lot of these principles that you talk about came out of manufacturing floors, uh, you know, production factories, right. things like that? And while some of the principles may apply with software development, software development isn't exactly done the same way. So, for mm-hmm. instance, software development, not a repetitive task, where very often on a manufacturing floor, it's one machine doing one thing all the time. Right. So uh, do, you, do you see a shift in, in the software uh, companies who are you know, uh, catching on to the fact that this is something that can be applied to what they're doing? I do, but, you know, and we've talked about this ourselves, Dave, where, you know... Um, Manufacturing, some manufacturing is linear. So when I worked in manufacturing, we made airfoils for turbine blades. The parts, raw material would come in the door. They would go through a linear flow uh, with some rework kind of stuff, feedback loops, and out the door it would go. But IT is not like that. right? Projects can have multiple dependencies, multiple people doing it. The size of the required work coming in or the idea or the request for the project or the change control, various different sizes. I think a past article you did with me was about metrics on that. And so we can't look at that in the same way. So you have to be able to look at the the means of those things, not just just that flow. And the flow is different too, Mm -hmm. right? So if I have a, the breakdown is different. There's multiple flows to bring something out the door. And what most people are interested, I think, at this level is really just trying to understand how to be more predictable. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at a project or something I have going through my develop my development program or through my value stream, uh, with all the way it gets broken down and delivered in different chunks, the only thing I want to know is how much of complete am I done? Have we delivered that capability feature fully? 
so in some of the ideas of value stream are they're trying to understand that those are older manufacturing values uh, uh, things but they don't directly apply so I have to change that model a little bit to make it lie, apply but being lean is a state of mind as well as a set of things so some of the lean That's stuff very really zen works. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's me, right? Very lean. I'll uh, I've got my Zen garden, my lean Zen garden at home, and we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> well, one thing that you talked about that was that was interesting to me was, regardless of the process, that value stream is applicable to all of it. I know you were talking about waterfall processes rooted in value stream right. and uh, RUP, even uh, yeah. unified process. Yeah, you know, my VP of products, Andrews, we did a whole speaking slot on this, and he delivered it greatly. And that was one of the things we came to a conclusion as we were sitting here thinking about this art. And Andrews got 20, well, maybe 30-plus years in software development, right? And, uh, you know, he said, Lance, this is the same. When you think about it today, the way we're developing software, even if it's agile, it's idea, code, create, whatever those phases are, right. and we're agile only in this development part, according to Scrum or whatever. Now, we can, there's other agile pieces of that, mm. and there's governance and different things that you can be in an agile. But just because you're doing a Kanban in your approach doesn't mean you're agile. But we looked at each one of those, and they still were the same, and that's how you look at your value stream, right? So it's, it's still the same steps. Um, now, the only difference is, like, a big project comes in, you break it down, you deliver it iteratively, and less of that project is delivered over time in a longer spread of time where in Waterfall it was, it all moved, right? Mm -hmm. Now you got a big project, it moves from idea into uh scrum of scrums or sprint of sprints and it gets broken down and little chunks are delivered out so what doesn't the cio who's dancing at the table of the ceo these days what is what is he not able to tell his boss well how much are you done with that project well i have no idea it's in our iterative development right so all these things have to roll up some way but the point i'm getting at is it's yes it, it's still all the same right it may be different words Right? Plan, build, run. Uh, and RUP is very different too, right? But it's always kind of that same kind of stuff. So value streams have been around for, for a long time, value stream management, looking at flows and value stream and so on. It, it breaks off across all industries of using it. Um, and our other hypotheses too that we came up about it with Andrew and I is that it is human. I was just going to raise that point. That's one of the things that you would mention is that you can't achieve agility and, and uh, have a good value stream without good human management of the whole right. of the whole system. People talk about automating things all the time now, mm -hmm. but there is certainly that uh, right. human element. Well, you, you can automate, but the knowledge of what to automate and how to automate, that's human. The analysis of your value stream and what you have, which is your present state, and then looking at a future state, which would be a design, that's human. Yeah. Right? Chris, we've been hearing a lot from people, right, about the human side of DevOps and yeah. value stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, you know, what, what did you hear about that uh, maybe earlier today? Um, just Jane was here talking about how in the DevOps 
culture. We're focused on the technology and the tools, mm -hmm. but we need to get back to the, the people aspect of things, the human aspects of things. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked a lot about that one too, which is DevOps culture, the enforcer versus the enabler. Mm-hmm. Right, and the enforce the enforcer mindset from older IT. Command how do you get that out? Command and control. I think you put in. I know your. I think the article you wrote on that was. I know your. Uh, I know how much you make. I can log right. into everything. <laughs> I'm in control here, right. Right? right? But that has to change to really get DevOps. It has to change, and you got two really compellingly different forces, right? And everybody talks about these two forces is. The job of programmers is what? To implement change, mm -hmm. to create new things and get that into production. What's the job of that operations guy? Stability, maintenance, security, mm -hmm. right? They're really compelling forces. And until the mindsets kind of meld together here a little bit, without shifting some culture, uh, mostly, and I must say, it's a lot of on the operations side. And, you know, I used to be one of those guys in manufacturing and IT. No, you can't have access to those files unless the CEO signs a tripping carbon copy paper that says, yes, you're privileged for that. So that, that's an enforcer mentality of making sure I have security and stability, mm -hmm. right, where the developers want to get their new stuff out. Yeah. So we've been talking about um, agile environments, but how does Value Stream work in a DevOps environment? Is it the same? Well, so here's the interesting thing, value stream management. Does it really have anything to do with DevOps? No, right? But, but there's more to that story just with Agile. You can't do effective that end of the pipe without effective value stream. Unless you really understand how things flow through your organization, how am I going to make my DevOps stuff better? And getting new tools isn't going to help you with that. You've got to go be human about it. Uh, in manufacturing, you know, they had a term for it, and it was about going out to the shop floor and looking at the environment, see what's going on, mapping your value stream, looking where you can remove waste and dependencies. That's how you're going to be more effective. So if you don't have effective value stream management, you're not going to achieve the, the goals that you have for this word DevOps or the goals of Agile, smaller batch sizes going through, smaller delivery, moving things through. And then part of that big piece is accelerated feedback loops. And those, those can sooner or later be automated, mm -hmm. but you have to look and see where you want those to happen. And then that would accelerate your value stream as well. Right, and accelerate your delivery, your time to market, all the things that you're trying to do by you know, surviving in this new digital world. If you don't, you're going to fall behind. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, is there anything that needs or that's going to be added to the value stream um, management in order to help more companies with the insight and their development processes? Like I was talking to some people on the floor and they're saying analytics and AI and machine learning is the next big thing for value stream management. What would you say is the next big thing? I would say that that is true. But right now, I'll fall back to my first statement of saying, that's not human, right? Tools can solve the problem, and you can get knowledge from those tools as you implement them to help to solve the problem. And you can, and analytics are absolutely very important. And a matter of fact, those analytics that are really relevant have been around forever. Cycle time, lead time, flow, 
All that's been around for decades. So getting that information today in those analytics, yeah, it's not really that difficult. I mean, I know we can do it at Connect All. Uh, pretty straightforward of saying, okay, here's an idea, here it gets broken down. There's a lot of tools that if you just do it all in one solution, like version one, you'll see those analytics. But it, what are you going to do with those analytics? What decisions are you going to make? How are you going to improve your process? That's the human part. And in manufacturing, they actually have a, a job title called Value Stream Manager. It's a person. And he implements automation uh, along that stream, right? So the tools are really great, and I have one, but you've got to really have a focus on it. So when we'll do an initiative on value stream or on integration or looking at the whole process, unless somebody's committed to understanding of the impacts and have the right level of connections to, to driving that at a higher level, it really doesn't take root. Mm -hmm. so it's it's got to be a personal thing. It's corporate. It's, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, Domenica DeGrandis' speak uh, earlier today. She's anyway, great, by the way. She, I've seen her before. Yeah, she was great. But she's talking about how new roles have to emerge because of the new way of thinking and things like that. And she wants to replace what had been known as the product management office with a uh, value stream manager kind of a kind of a role. Right. So she's saying that there needs to be these kinds of shifts throughout the uh, you know throughout the whole process where you have now have jobs titles that align with what you're trying to do. Because mm -hmm. right now I think a lot of people are trying to do value stream without having those people in place and that might be uh, one place where they're having a, a little stumbling block or something. So I, I gotta agree. Yeah. Right? I mean you gotta have somebody who is I'm looking at this from an end to end, right? And it the other th conversations I have about the right, the left, the shift left, the the looking right. right and it's like somebody's gotta be able to look at the whole flow right. and the whole thing from end to end, but not linearly. Because it's not linear, right? So I, when I start to decompose work, it starts to go off on these tangents within the value stream, right? So, and then you got the bigger thing, really, and I would, I would almost say that there needs to be a dependency manager in a way, mm. right? Because what am I not knowing? I'm the CEO. I'm sitting at the table. You're the CEO. You're like, how's this project coming? Uh, uh, right so right uh, right and I'm no longer the CEO I'm no longer reporting to the CFO and I'm not a cost center I'm considered strategic because right. we need to have software out the door right. what don't I have I don't know how these initiatives are going and I'm getting beat by other competition out the door with new things right. so you, you've really got to maybe even dependency managers but I think value stream managers are accurate I don't think product management should be over there right. uh, product management has a really great another type of visionary role but there should be somebody managing and looking at that and it can't be a part-time role so I, I would completely agree with what she said yeah. uh, and they had that in manufacturing we had value stream managers and they were they were a lot of times they were six sigma black belts or green belts and that was their role to really look at how things were moving uh, through the shop floor um I'm just re reminding myself of some of my shop floor experiences now when I was a, a younger man. I ran out the door one time because there's a big fire in the back. I'm like, what's the fire back there? It's supposed to be there. <laughs> it's supposed to be there. Right. right. <laughs> we had big hot forges, hot presses. You'd heat up titanium and, the, you know, the flames would come out. Right. So that's why I was a lot younger then. Yeah. But, 
but it was always the same. It would come in one end and go out the other, and the process, and it was easier. It was easier. I would say it'd be a lot easier than trying to understand how to automate uh, these IT things. Because there's more than just you got to write this. You know, at my company, we make a product. It's got a pretty linear flow, and it's easy. But you get into larger scaled organizations where they struggle with DevOps and all these things. Is they, it gets more complicated. There's more systems to think about. Right. Right. More dependencies. More dependencies. Those are the big thing, and you need to manage those. You can manage those um, in a whole bunch of different ways through your value stream. So in a longabout way, I'm agreeing exactly with what she said. Right, <laughs> of course, you, I think you expected me to embellish on that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. I think that's all the time we're going to have for today. All right. Uh, great. Thank you for joining us today, Lance. And this has been Christina Cardoza and Dave Rubenstein, and we are What the Dev.